Hello, this is Brian Wampler with another episode of the Chasing Tone Podcast, the podcast about guitars, amps, effects, as well as a healthy dose of interesting off-topic discussions. Joining me today again is Blake Wyland, host of the Tone Mob Podcast, entrepreneur and effects pedal junkie, as well as Richard Oliver, Wampler's own man of many hats, longtime tone chaser and a digital entrepreneur. Though today we have another very special guest, Dovi Das. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Dovi Das is in a big cave. It's the only place we could find him. And, yes. Uh, yes. How so, are you, uh, gentlemen? I'm good, man. How's everyone else doing tonight? Blake? Well, you guys were all, all turned into robots there for a second, so um, I hope <clears throat> yeah. it's actually my turn. The internet got flaky there for a second. <laughs> yeah. But I'm doing good. Okay. Yeah, it's just for me, it was like a five second pause. I might have to fix that in editing. I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Squadcast. Thank you. So, uh, so I'm going to call you, I'm going to call you Dovi. I assume, sure, is, is Dovi Das like, I assume that's a Lithuanian name? Yes, like, it is. Okay. Yeah, I don't know many Dovi Dases, but that's all right. I like it. So, did, does anyone call you Dovi for short? Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, uh, you know, close friends usually, but, you, oh, okay. You've been, you, you've been anointed. <laughs> you've been a close. Uh, I pronounce you. I pronounce your close friend and grant you permission to call me Dovi. So, <laughs> uh, so, so I tell so Richard Blake. You you'll identify this. I'm at uh, Summernam with my nephew, who's uh, you know eh, what's he nineteen or twenty or so, and he is of course a guitar player, or else he wouldn't be a Nam. And he starts freaking out because he sees n someone, none other than Dovi Das. <laughs> and he's like, literally like total fangirling. Like, oh my God, it's Dovi Das. And I'm like, dude, like, come here, I'll introduce you to him. So he like the entire day, I don't know if you remember that or not, but um, it was my nephew and a few of his friends. But like the entire day, like, oh my God, I can't believe we got to be Dovi Das. It was uh, it was awesome to, you know, <laughs> just to, you know, because you know when you're, you're a kid like that, it's that's not a usual thing, you know. You don't get to you don't get to meet your stars very often. Right. Meanwhile, you, you know? probably had like Sting and like all these established <laughs> older dudes just like walking by, going, "Recognize me, young hipster." <laughs> <laughs> but you're like a massive YouTube star, which means you are like the new generation of star. That is your platform, right? YouTube. Allegedly, and yeah. TikTok. And then I, well, I had Facebook blew up. So I'm close to half a million followers on Facebook. And that oh, all wow. happened in like last two months, I think. Yeah. Wow. You're going to have to share the recipe for success with that because uh, Facebook for me is usually like, <laughs> we'll show it to you or to more people uh -huh. if you pay us money. You pay us lots oh of money. God. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay. I didn't pay anything. So, yeah, I'll have to tell you. I, I, I think I discovered something. So, I'll have to, sh I have to share Definitely that. share that with us yeah. offline so that we can remarket it. Let's capitalize. This is, let's make a course. I'm making you know, notes just, already. Okay. Let's okay. make a Facebook course. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, so, oh, go ahead, Brian. Sorry. I, I was just going to say so. So the users who may not know, like I, I discovered WDOS on YouTube, but it was through like he would loop, he would create a song on the spot. Sometimes someone would say, you know, play some journey or whatever. And he's like, okay, I'm gonna recreate Don't Stop Believing with a looper and like you know, big huge jazz pedal board. And um, and like it was just it was great. It was I actually liked that. That was it was something that I've never been able to do. I just don't have that talent. It was you all. asking for Journey, wasn't it? It was. Uh, it, it was. It was you. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm Play like, some what kind of pedals are you using, sir? <laughs> yeah, I'm that guy in the crowd. Mm -hmm. That's funny. So, I mean, how how did you get into doing that? Because before that, you were like kind of in a blues band, right? So, I was 19 years old, and the year was 2012, March 5th. And I, I already had you. <laughs> I already hate you. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> you said that you were younger than me, and I, that just doesn't that just doesn't oh, wash these days. It's it's fine, Richard. I oh. I've been younger than you for as long as you've known me. You can go. <laughs> we don't like you either, Blake. <laughs> we don't like you either. Sorry. <laughs> okay. And 
uh, and I, you know, came to the United States because I was invited by a, a, a local musician from Sarasota, Florida, who saw my Lithuania's Got Talent performance on YouTube, and essentially I sold everything I had in Lithuania and and came oh. to do a career. Hold on, uh, in, Li Lithuania's Got Talent is this the same as Britain's Got Talent, the Simon Cowell mega vehicle? Yeah, they like. They licensed it off, yeah, and they even had like a British producers come in and supervise the first season, and I was in the first season of Lithuania's Got Talent. Amazing! That's awesome. Uh, yeah. And how did you do? I went to the finals, but in oh, the finals, amazing, they... dude! <laughs> yeah. But what happened? I had an argument with producers because they wanted me to wear like a red Elvis chicken suit, and I said I'm not wearing that. So uh, it, because of my retaliation, they placed me last in the finals because it's all bought you know of I course can talk more yeah, about yeah. that of course it's yeah. all uh it, ha it has a script it has a it has yeah. a director it yeah, has yeah, famous yeah. people being brought on as unfamous people that's exactly you know, dude it, it, yeah it's yeah. a machine it's a and it's a machine that's had some poor effects but if it brought you out into the the that's the first decent thing that's come out of a got talent show except for the <laughs> crazy <laughs> Sikh warriors who break glass but yeah so so the local musician was like, hey, we have these festivals and, you know, we should definitely come. And I look him up on Facebook because I never, you know, talked to him in person or, you know, on the phone. It was just all Facebook chat. And, uh, and, the, and wow, this looks interesting. So I sold everything I have uh, and uh, I came to the United States. And the, the festival I met him at was uh, called Pork Butt and Blues Festival. And it was this tent in the parking lot. And they were like... <laughs> Like, I don't know, like 10 people in the audience. Mm -hmm. It's like typical American sort of like a tailgate. Right. And that's the big fest. That's why I came to America, you know? The pork butts and oh, I mean, Blake, were you in the audience that day? That sounds like your I perfect was, festival. I think I was. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, pork so, butt. I mean, if it was uh, pork yeah. butts and noise rock, that might have been me, but yeah. Okay, okay. So Did that include the servers and waitresses and stuff? I think, or? yeah, I think staff was included in the, my calculation <laughs> of the attend attendees, you know. <laughs> but, you know, Steve, his name's Steve, you know, he, he meant well. And, uh, you know, I kind of, you know, was on my own since then. And, you know, um, then I learned, you know, sort of like the Florida bar and restaurant circuit. And every year I tried the conventional way. So the first, after three months, I have, I, I received a, a record deal from a from a label. It's like, whoa! It's like, uh, anyways. Uh, it turns out they uh, they were full of full of you know crap, and uh, <laughs> it was not true. And uh, I released a 10, 10 track album, and it's really funny because on some of the tracks they forgot to include the guitar solo parts. It's funny because it's not included, and the second layer of joke is because they didn't even care to check, you know. <laughs> no, no one listened to it at all. No one listened to it. Yeah, yeah it went triple aluminum. And, uh, you know, I, I tried, you know, doing the band, uh, go to the blues competitions, you know, like really because everyone said, oh, you got to go to this Memphis thing. It's like all the, all the you know, industry insiders of the blues world are in there. So, yeah. Everything, everything. And I still was doing like six, six, seven nights a week at, you know, different bars, restaurants, four-hour gigs, you know, 9, 9, 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. And, and then I, and then my sister said, there's this YouTuber, PewDiePie, and from his videos, he makes $10 million a year. I'm like, what? I thought that was just cat videos. Like, no way. You know, because my, my idea was a, a conventional success. You know, you record a CD, you go on tour, you sign to a record label, you show up on television, and uh, Ed Sullivan, and, uh, and, and now, uh, Elvis, Elvis Presley, Presley, you know. <laughs> so, okay, sorry, this is my effects box. And, and it, it turns out, you know, most people under the age of 30 don't even watch television. You know, it's all like all on the internet. So I started, tried filming myself in 2016. I, I, you know, got a camera. I tried like talking, like sitting down and talking, sort of style videos. You'll know and watch that. And then like, oh, wait a minute, I already play. So I just started filming the entirety of my gigs. And at first I uploaded the whole thing, like, you know, three hours. Here you go, three hour video. Well, no one clicks on that. So then I started chopping into individual songs. And I think it was like a year and a half of like consistent, consistent work. And then the Steve I request video blows up like over over a week, you know, and that that essentially launched the whole the whole thing, you know, mm -hmm. in 2017. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I don't know if it's a Steve I video. I think I actually saw caught you before the Steve I video, uh -huh. and because I remember watching some of the longer stuff, and I'm like, this is just fascinating how your mind is working about putting this shit together. You know what I mean? But. Yeah, um, 
Like that's that stuff's interesting. I haven't actually seen the Steve Vai video. I'll go check it out. But um, I get linked the uh, what happens if you ask for Pink Floyd in Nashville video quite <laughs> regularly because that's I like funny. Pink Floyd. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I love it. <laughs> I, got, I got my shirt. I got my Pink Floyd. Shirt. Oh yeah, you have. Oh my god, um, yeah. a troll. <laughs> but, but again, again, like for me. The thing that frustrates me watching you is just how much talent you've got in every area. It's not just the guitar playing. It's also the composition and even the simple drum patterns you put in. The way you lock them in is like, this guy's got it nailed perfectly. So for a, for a kind of live recording, it comes out awesomely. And that translates oh, you. well to YouTube, I think. I think that's... it's a it, You get like a journey and you can see how a track is put together... Uh, and like listeners, if you've not checked out Dovey's uh, videos, definitely go search for him. But you get to see it all in, in like real time in like three minutes. It's brilliant. I love it. That's, so that's definitely what appeals to me. I like so, like I, I like watching all of the videos because it's it just reminds me that I need to practice. Um, and <laughs> I don't need something to remind me. Of and what I but I love also when you, on your Instagram because like everybody and and if I was a, more of a YouTuber I would definitely get excited about it. But I love your constantly updated YouTube plaque uh, with the sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> it, it brings a smile to my face every single time. It's uh, it's really a beautiful thing, you know. Because you well, know, you got to keep people updated. You know, that's it's important. Well, and. You know, some people say that, you know, defacing, you know, my, my award. But, you know, I believe that awards mean nothing. And it's really, a, you know, how other people, you know, there are other YouTubers that will literally update their Instagram and Twitter bio subscriber count to a decimal. And it's like so pretentious because they do it unironically. Like, dude, no one yeah, cares. Yeah, Brian, you know? stop doing it. Yeah, Brian. No, no, no. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just going to hit edit real quick. <laughs> Yeah, so so I was just like, yeah. I remember watching, I think it was Pearl Jam, and they got a Grammy, and their acceptance speech, uh, the guy walks up, picks up, takes, you know, they give him a Grammy, he says, this means nothing, and walks away. So I just thought that was so cool, because that's the ultimate cool, right? Because you, like, strive for it all of your life, and by the time you arrive, you, you no longer care about it, because you realize that it wasn't about that. It was about art, you know, mm -hmm. and not about the award, you know? So, well, I, so I mean, yeah. we we could go into a whole rant about the Grammy nominations this year. Oh I've boy, seen Rick Beato uh, rant in in a way that probably I would too. So uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely feel that. But so in Lithuania, you were you were sort of on the the blues scene. You, you did the TV show. Um, culturally, I'm guessing there's a little bit of a difference between Lithuania. And uh, you're in Florida-ish area at the moment, aren't you? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that's quite a difficult culture leap to make. How, how did you find uh, settling amongst the uh, the Americans? So I started playing guitar when I was like 13, 14. And uh, I was fascinated with, you know, blues and rock and roll. And uh, I listened to Lightning Hopkins, Johnny Hooker. Uh, Elvis, Ray Charles. I watched that movie Ray, you know, with with Jamie Foxx, and I watched the uh, Walk the Line uh, with Joaquin Phoenix, you know, and then a few like TV sort of like level movies about Elvis, and and then most of my English uh, that really helped me because I did they, did take English in high school, but it was like uh, you know, however you take English and right. you, you would take Spanish in in American yeah. high school, I guess. Where oh, yeah. is I, the I, bathroom? Donde está la biblioteca? You know, so yeah, but yep. fresh. I've seen, I've watched every episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air at least like three times, <laughs> and because acting, that the way they act is so body language based that I didn't need translation or subtitles. So by the second season, I could like understand everything and, you know, catch on to the slang. So I was, I was like very open to the idea of sort of like this very expressive communication because in Lithuania, when you make eye contact with a stranger, no one says, hey, how are you? It's oh, okay. Like, Why are you looking at? You know, you watch something. <laughs> right? And in America, you walk by and if it's like, you know, like uh, you're walking at three miles per hour pace. It's like, hey, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you? <laughs> so did, 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 did your family speak English at all? No, no, no one did. Yeah. So, uh, excuse my ignorance. Lithuanian, is that the language in Lithuania? Yes. 
Right. See, that was a good guess, right? Uh, yes. I, I, I but, don't. But think... it's close to Ru- is it close to a Russian type of language? No, it's not. Okay, I thought it was. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're a bad I man. speak Russian. Because my grandma's Russian. Really? Okay. So my so... my son is Russian. Okay. Where is he rushing to? <laughs> Do you have a button on your uh, box of tricks that does a a, a drum beat and a cymbal crash? I don't you have do. God. I should have. I should have. I should have brought my drum pad. You know. Uh, I, we we can stick one in live if we want. But uh. okay, yeah, yeah. You have a drum kit behind you. I'm not gonna play it. It's dusty. Um, so no, my grandma's Russian, and it's she's uh, she was Orthodox. So I had uh, as a kid uh, two Christmases, two Easter's, and two New Year's every year. I mean, that's a bonus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because what they, you they really want it is is probably your parents to get divorced as well, because then you'd you'd double up on the presents <laughs> for each. It'd be like well, four times the amount of Christmas. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, no, you yeah. don't want that, kids. Don't get divorced. Uh, so, no. uh, um, back to so your family. Don't speak English. You move Mm-mm. to about how old are you? Seventeen, you say when you moved I was, over. I was nineteen when I came to the US. nineteen. And how much English did you speak? That's pretty, uh, pretty decent amount. Uh, still had an accent. Somebody said, "Hey, you're outstanding," and I said, "No, ma'am, I was standing inside." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's really impressive. So you must have a brain that has a gift for languages. If you can speak, you know. Lithuanian, Russian, and English by the age of like 19, 20. I mean, I'm still struggling with English and I'm 46. So uh, I still struggle uh, with your English too. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is a big difference between my English and your English. But also the accent. Yeah, there is, his, I, I was saying to Davi before you came on air, I was like, your accent's pretty neutral. I mean, I can hear an American twang to it, clearly, mm-hmm. but I can also hear a kind of almost European center to it. And I can hear where it moves around a bit. Uh, and you get away with it perfectly. I couldn't even, Thanks. I couldn't even pretend to sound American. But apparently, you go from, well, you've from got Will a trick. Smith, From Will Smith to Austin Powers like that. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 my accent is whatever, in whatever accent people around me talk. So I, I you know, I, I, I essentially copy speech patterns, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, wanted to copy singing patterns, you know. You know, so you gotta, you know, listen and copy it. If my wife goes anywhere that has even a a mild accent, she, within about uh, two hours, starts adopting that accent without meaning to. (laughs) When we went to Ireland, all of a sudden she starts, I'm like, you're not Irish. Like, I mean, she is by blood, but like, she's... She's right, born right. and raised in America, and she she. Oh. It doesn't matter where we go. We go down to Tennessee. She starts adopting a Southern accent. I'm just like, this is hilarious. Like, I know everybody kind of does that a little bit, but she does it like immediately. It's it's really funny. It's funny. <laughs> okay, let me so let me ask a little bit about gear. When you obviously when you first came to America, you probably didn't have the gigantic, you know, monstrous no. pedal board that you have now. No, no. Um, what, what kind of walk me through like what your process was there? I mean, obviously you're like, all right, I need a loop. So I need a looper. Um, so I didn't even bring guitar picks with me to America because I've heard stories of other musicians getting invited to make music. And then the customs, they're like, oh, you're going to be making money and not paying taxes. And they turn them around and they don't even let them in. Hmm. So I hid all the evidence of my musicianship. I didn't even bring guitar picks because I was scared uh, shitless. I don't know if you can say this on podcast. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's yes. an accepted okay, uh, that's swear word. Yeah. Okay. That's about the level so, that Brian will accept without beeping. Okay, okay. And uh, so, you know, my, the, 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 the purpose of my trip was uh, uh, tourist <laughs> kayaking and uh, sightseeing. Okay, that was because I got asked, you know. And uh, so, so the gear was uh, like a borrowed guitar at first. I think it was a Strat. And just a cable into to an acoustic amp. <laughs> okay, nice. I've even done gigs where I go directly into the board and I ask the sound guy to turn the gain up. And then I couldn't get. I wanted to play in the band. And and then what happened was this is a seasonal town. At least at the time it was. Mm-hmm. So during very hot summer months, tourists leave, and it becomes slim pickings, as they say locally here. Mm-hmm. So venues didn't want to. Didn't. I mean, they they're like. Can you do solo? Because we don't have a budget for the band. Mm-hmm. 
So essentially, I did solo and I did like a Chet Atkins kind of style picking. Again, you know, electric guitar into acoustic amp, you know. And it's, mm -hmm. God, this is boring. This is not what I want to do. And I saw someone live looping. So I got like a Boss RC3, I think. And that was my first pedal I ever bought. It was Boss RC3. And I started live looping. And then I, okay, like, what do you do then? Then the second pedal I ever bought was Joyo something something 33. It was like a greenish, dark green uh, analog delay. And then I had that. And then I didn't have a pedal board. So, you know, they all have like this separate power supplies and I carry them in this like, like a duffel bag and from gig to gig. And, and it was, you know, not very efficient because as more pedals came along, it was just more time to set them up, you know, because I just <laughs> carried them loose, you know. So, and then, uh, uh, you know, that Steve I video where he, uh, where he, you know, blows on the string and it causes harmonics but mm -hmm. and i thought that's what it is you know so okay what what is okay so steve i with steve i distortion pedal so it was like at the time it was like gem gemini or something so it was mm -hmm. two ds1 stacked together and they had like different voicings or something so okay i got like i got a ds1 and i bought like this ibanez off of ebay that i had for like 10 days because i sold it because i didn't like it but anyways i'm like you know in in the room in the acoustic amp through ds1 gain all the way up and i'm blowing on the strings <laughs> to get the harmonic, right? Because I don't know how, you know, I, it, only later I learned that it was this, uh, you know, Sustaniac pickup, you know? And uh, so, and then, so that was my journey into pedals. And, uh, and uh, then I learned that there are such things as cabinet simulators. So I'm sure Brian knows. I got my uh, first cabinet simulator was ADA. Uh, mm. It was ADA. Um, mm -hmm. I, had, I had their uh, preamp with a distortion. It was the Plexi something. Uh, two channel, and at the end of the chain, I put the um, it, it had selection, you know, 10 inch, 12 inch, yes. uh, open, close back, you know, and it's like, but it broke. I actually had two, and they both broke because probably moisture or, or Florida, I don't know, whatever. It was just uh, not good. And my second cap sim was uh, a DSM electronics uh, Omni cap sim, mm -hmm. deluxe or something, and uh. So essentially, I gave up on amps, and then I, and then uh, just you know more and more pedals, and then uh, it was later in my non-existent YouTube career that I got in touch with Boss, and then they sent me their Boss GT1000. So I was using that for like three years, like a multi-effects unit because it was so convenient, you know. Mm. And now I'm I'm back into the pedal game. Um, I guess I kind of derailed there to, to, to explain my, uh, uh, you know, multi-instrumentalist life looping pr progression. How I went from, you know, no, RC3 it. to RC30, RC300, then RC505, you know. And then I used the RC505 on the floor, you know. So, so With, how are you… People are asking you about songs you've never heard before. And, I mean, obviously you're pulling them up for a second and then playing the entire song. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> it's a uh, look. It's like uh, so. Statistically, if they're gonna ask for a song, it chances are it's gonna be a popular song. If it's a popular song, chances are it's four chords. And if it's four chords, chances are it's one five six four, or it's you know one six two five, or it's uh, you know one flat seven four mm -hmm. four minor. You know, so there's like a, there's like a, you start recognizing patterns. You know, you, you like okay, this is where it's going. And even if I've never played it before, chances are I've heard it at the shopping center or something somewhere on the radio. I've heard it, you know? So, and when they ask for a song, I never play the whole song. I play what their memory would yeah. consider mm, to okay. be a song. And then I add whatever I like to it. Because uh, people's memory is not a DVD player. It's uh, it it's gets it, the Brian's isn't gets, even a VCR at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> it's a laser disc. <laughs> not, not even Mine, that. Mine's like a post-it note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's a cave. That's with actually etching pretty good. Yeah. Post-it note's solid. I'm a goldfish, so you but know. No, I, I mean, I totally get it because like going from the ones I, I've seen, like, the, like I said, the Pink Floyd one, where you sort of sing the chorus to uh, another brick in the wall part two over what sounded like a kind of A minor-ish-y sort of jam yeah. and, and with a sort of solo in roughly the right area. To anyone... Sort of, yeah. Yeah, it, it, like to anyone passing, that that's Floyd, 100%, you know. To, mm -hmm. to these ears, I was like, that's lovely. I, and it is sounded absolutely brilliant. And I kind of saw Thanks. what you were doing. But 
I love the fact that other people were just like, yes, I this this takes me back to 75. I'm like, all right, dude, cool. uh, what have you been smoking today? But Rich was like, <laughs> oh, that is not what Gilmore would play ever. ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there are comments. Well, like, you should play a Strat, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, let me travel back in time, refilm the video with a Strat, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Despite the fact that, like, his most famous solos were probably not Strats. But we won't go there. Um, <laughs> uh, but it, it's not even about that. Like I say, it... it you are tapping into the essence of the music when you do it, right? So you're yeah, exactly. you're getting into the right area. You're playing the solo to sound like who it should sound like. So when you do Prince, you know, it's of course it's not note for note. You're out in the cold playing with a load of equipment behind he's, you. He's in Tampa. He's yeah. not playing in okay. the cold. He's not, not in the cold. <laughs> Sorry, I'm British. It was 46 <laughs> Fahrenheit last night. I, yeah, yeah, that's, that's when we wear short sleeve shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, no, I naturally assume when I see someone outdoors that they're cold. That's just being British uh, for you. Yes, yes, so you're playing funny. in the warm, you know, and like I say, yeah. it, it 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 conveys the the spirit of the song, and that's lovely because also, you know, as a player, you don't have to be note for note. You can play what you feel like playing, and it sounds good. It comes off great, and, and people love you for it. And it's not just copying someone over and over yeah. again, which is so. Well, those people also need to realize that the originals, the artists, they they made it up. They didn't they didn't <laughs> learn their solo stuff. <laughs> so like I made a point like to never ever even learn a song because like I'd rather that you know. Just get the backbone, you know the the yeah. one, oh, one I'm, four I'm seven, so with and then you, but it for, for me, yeah. like uh, I was like, yeah, get to the right place and, and play around. But since you know the last six years, I started having guitar lessons for the first time in my life, and I've I've been forced pretty much to learn solos note for note, uh, oh, wow. and that's really interesting because you end up learning the tricks subliminally. And it does improve your own solo playing. If I was ever to play any song live, I would play my own solo in it, no matter what it was now. But mm -hmm. there is something to be said for the discipline of, of forcing yourself. But you're right, like, you know, again, I hate to use Gilmore as an example, but I will. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he can't play his solos note for note without someone giving him, like, all of the written notes and him remembering. Right. Because no one's memory is that good. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, you'd get to the right place. But yeah, dude, it sounds amazing. There's there's more too, though. Like, we're talking about, of course, like more guitar-based things, and that's, of course, what he plays. But he's also getting requests for hip-hop songs and everything else, so there's no way it's going to yeah. be Most of what I saw on TikTok, it was like Baby Shark. Yeah. Like a baby yeah. shark song. <laughs> and it was awesome, though. And I fucking hate... Oh, oh, sorry. You're going to have to beat that out at 28 minutes. But you mentioned baby shark. Look at the reaction it's had in me, Brian. Oh, no. Don't. Don't. Oh. I'm gonna baby shark. I have young children. My house has been infected with baby shark for years now. It's uh, you've just infected all our listeners with it. So good, good. If I have to suffer, so do they. Mm -hmm. How how would you compare doing your TikTok content? Which I I, I would actually argue that I probably love TikTok more than YouTube. Okay. Uh, as as a consumer, but um, how would you compare? like the content creation side on TikTok versus YouTube? Is it a, a completely different thought process? Because, you know, basically get like 30 seconds, 60 seconds to convey something entertaining. It's totally different because the medium is the message. And, you know, so so on different social media platforms, I don't know, it's like a artificial selection or natural selection. It's just people go there for different reasons. So for longer format content, it is and so far has been YouTube. And then the photos have been, Instagram and then TikTok, it's just kind of, it's sort of like a version of Vine. Yes. Like mm -hmm. repurposed essentially. And so I've spent so much time even before the first video took off learning everything there is to learn about filming in 9 by 16, you know, horizontal, 30 frames a second. 
and then you know I you know the 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 jams or the you know the by the time I put the song together it's like you know a few minutes if there's a dialogue in the beginning of the video then the whole video is like anywhere from five to ten minutes and the sort of like the the the, the juice the the hook doesn't happen like until the middle and then then TikTok says like no vertical now and it's very short and it's <laughs> it's like good luck you know so and as a musician you know songs it's like it, so TikTok is like reshaping and the way uh you know people consume a medium of storytelling and i mean mm. it's an age long uh argument you know and i don't want to hear like oh the cave art is no longer popular you know all the cave artists essentially <laughs> you know <laughs> so you know it's just a different medium so i'm just trying to figure out okay how to how to best uh, cuz i i i, I <laughs> tried uh, clipping my you know longer youtube videos into into tiktok and try to do it vertical it's just not really working so lately i just yeah. been going to guitar center uh playing stairway to heaven for like a minute and then posting that on tiktok <laughs> and it gets a million views i <laughs> <laughs> oh, love that that is true mm. yeah so oh. which guitar center are you in there in uh, tampa sarasota sarasota yeah okay. i live in sarasota yeah that's genius oh, i I'm thought you still, were in tampa i'm still reeling from that that is genius <laughs> Because, I mean, think about it. You know, all these cave artists, they painted all those, you know, animals and goats for the longest time. And then the, you know, the new, <laughs> new I mean, social media came out. It. Yeah, the art continually <laughs> reinvents itself. That's why yeah, it's yeah, art yeah. And, so, and not, a, you know, just complete product. But uh, yeah. I love the idea of being subversive with art. I always have done. So going in and then just playing Stairway... And do, you, do you play it well or badly? Because it would be badly. I, I do my own version. It's not correct, uh, you know, uh, chord voicings at all. You but, need to uh, you find know, you ways can... of segueing from like really complex guitar parts straight into stairway. You need to go in there, make them think you're playing like some kind of John Williams classical piece, and then right, just right. pull out the Jimmy Page solo in the middle of it or something. Yeah, I love that. That's so funny. Trolling, trolling guitar shops. That's a dream. That is the yeah. dream. I've been doing uh, at my live shows. Uh, uh, people will request songs, so you know they they learn, or they typecast me as oh we'll yell a song request at him and he'll do a song you know whatever song we yell at him, and I've been doing ticketed events in Florida. Well, I kind of wrapped it up right now because uh, <laughs> pandemic's back. So, yeah. uh, but you know people would come and you know there there are different tiers of fans. You know there are the ones mm -hmm. that know my name, know how to pronounce it. They know the names of my original songs and they even know the lyrics to some of my songs and they have it on their Spotify playlists. And there are other people, oh, you're the uh, YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> and they don't know shit, you know. I mean, I still appreciate being recognized, but, you know, it's like... <laughs> so, so you know, those kind of people, they come to a show and still, thanks for buying the tickets, but they'll like yell a song. And what I've been doing, I've been, you know, if too many people play, yell too many song requests, I just uh, play Rick Astley, never going to give you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. It's like, do Rush. No, do, uh, do Black Sabbath. I'm like, got it. Okay, I'll do that and that. Are you ready? This is the greatest song. Yeah, woo. We're no strangers to love. Yeah. <laughs> I was yes. gonna say, and they're like, they're standing confused, you know, like, what is, what is going on, you know? That ain't David Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a bad Rick Astley vocal impersonation. I mean, you clearly have a talent for vocalization, as we said earlier. But you, oh, thank you. The other thing is, I, I, like I say, I, I really do hate a number of things about you. Like, obviously, you can play. <laughs> uh, you're also so really quick at kind of like, you, you kind of look at the song, you look at the structure and kind of figure out, oh, yeah, it's this pattern, as you said, and, and then you make it your own. And then you you sing as well. And, like, that's something I just, <laughs> even like, even, like, on my own, without a guitar, without any music, I would struggle to sing, let alone playing live looping in front of people in Florida. So... Uh, yeah, the singing is 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 really amazing. But again, did you find that difficult coming from a completely different language to be singing in in English, or did it come naturally with just learning the language? It uh, so in the beginning, I was just gonna play guitar and be a guitarist and mm -hmm. not even sing. That's all I wanted to do. So just you know, play guitar. And then it turns out, well, uh, you gotta sing. And then oh, you have to have a band. So then you have to have a skill called band management <laughs> and you know you have to develop mild qualities of leadership <laughs> and then scheduling 
a rehearsal. Following, you know, so it's like, wow, there's like management skills involved. Next thing, you know, okay, well, I'm going to find a, you know, a, a, a label or a producer and they're going to record me. <laughs> Good luck. No one's going to do anything for you. <laughs> so, you know, learn <laughs> what's an audio interface. What's an EQ, you know? And then, so, so I had to learn everything because no one's going to do it for you. Mm. And uh, I didn't, I didn't bother thinking if it's going to be hard or easy because the, 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 the sheer process of music making, it's for me, it's like, it's my purpose for living. So right. it's like, you're not going to like, oh, I'm so tired of breathing. It's like, no, I, I <laughs> literally… Give that a rest this, I, I, I'm on the same page, dude, because like I, at a totally different scale, like 20 years ago, uh -huh. I was like, I really want to be in a band, but I, I work in the insurance software industry and, and, and people think I'm weird because I listen to music that isn't in the charts. And I was like, right, uh -huh. so I could play the drums a bit and I could play the guitar a bit. So I thought… Well, I'll just like record all the parts myself. So I, I got like a an old Tascam Porter Studio, I think it's like 16 track or whatever, and just started tracking everything myself and doing it the really old fashioned way. I wasn't even using like nice. DAWs. And you learn a lot. And like you say, you then don't have to worry about rehearsals. You then get the other problem though, which you clearly don't have, which I do, which is you also don't have to do anything. And then you end up not writing any music because you're too busy noodling or setting something up or whatever. So the discipline of actually sitting down and making a finished tune is what I really struggle with. But uh -huh. I'm, I'm totally on the same path. It's like sometimes it's just too hard to, to trust other people to do those bits. You just got to do them yourself. You gotta do well, then another, another thing what happens is like, oh, it's okay when, you know, like a music producer or, you know, somebody who works with you in a studio has different ideas than you. But like if it's a completely different direction, then the, the, uh, you have to measure the input of energy versus the, 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 the payoff and the joy of the result. And if the input is greater than the output, it's a waste of your life energy. I had that experience. I paid for the studio time, like did the demos, everything, and then… That's actually uh, super profound. I'm, I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt you, but like that's… <laughs> yeah, you should put the fucking down echo that, on. Oh, look, I swore again. Um, <laughs> you should have had the echo on at that bit. Yeah. That oh, was… No. Yeah, I mean, I mean to, to uh, you know, a, no, a no. general, Fuck. you know, 20, 25-year-old kid listening to you, my head would have been, holy shit, I never thought of it that way. Because, well, because I, I spent a day in the studio and you know, I did everything the way I wanted. And then I get sent demos. Hey, what do you think? And then I just had to calculate the number and the time of emails back and forth and the calls. Yeah. Try to, to explain, hey, can you repitch the hi-hat? And it's like, no, I'm going to hate this project even if it comes out. Because it's going to be three weeks of work for like what I could do in an hour on my own. You know, so it's like sorry, but thanks, no thanks, you know, still had fun, you know, still had a good experience. You know, so even like with the project, you know, I'm very fortunate and very grateful for the position that I am in where I can choose where I play and choose where I don't want to play. So yeah. sometimes like people offer good money and I'm like, no. And sometimes people will say, we have no budget. I'm like, that's fine. I'll, I'll come and play for free because it's cool, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I love that. I mean, there's definitely a lot to be said for... I did some kind of like... Um, back then, you would have called it trip hop, but uh, I think it probably has a different name these days. Is that rap with LSD? It, essentially, <laughs> yeah, and without rap, basically. <laughs> um, we were kind of like... We were we were well into our sort of like, you know, Portishead and Breakbeat and, and, and Massive Attack type stuff. So we were, we were nice. trying to kind of be like that. And I was working with another musician... And that was really inspirational because the two of us were very much on the same level, but also we had the same levels of energy um, and he was way more talented than me musically, but I was more talented with IT than him. So kind of, I think a partnership can work extremely well and, and it, it spurs you on. But the minute you add kind of more than one, maybe two other people, it just becomes, like you say, management and that is boring. <laughs> management yeah, for is sure. fun. <laughs> um, but Blake, you know, you've done loads yourself. You've been working on a huge amount of stuff and you're very well motivated. So this must be resonating with you, right? Yeah, big time. I mean, it wasn't, it literally wasn't until 2021 that I ever actually in earnest sat down and tried to make any music by myself for myself. But now that it, now that the train is, you know, 
moving along the along the tracks, I can't stop. I can't stop doing it. And I do want to work with other people and I have some collaboration stuff in the works potentially. Um, but at the same time, if it fizzles out and doesn't go anywhere, I'll sure I'll be a little bit disappointed, but you can't put that genie back in the bottle. Once you start, I feel like, you know, with the technology we have available to us and then like just the ideas that start swimming around once you, it's about ripping that bandaid off. So many people are afraid to start and afraid to like, get that process going. But I think what a lot of us find is once you do rip the bandaid off, it's it, that's it. There's no putting the genie back in the bottle. You're just going to make stuff forever now. Um, and it's getting started that I think so many people struggle with. And that's why some of the listeners uh, will message me sometimes. And I just always want to encourage them just, just like plug in and, and strum that first chord. Just get it out of the way. Just start doing it. I actually, it's probably going <laughs> to suck for a little while, but do it anyway. You know, I actually have the opposite problem. I have like a million starts to songs, and I just never fucking finish it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brian was sat there for like All the right, last just, two minutes, we're, writing we're gonna, down times hold, for when he on, needs to on. beat we're, me out. We're just going to have to put We're just going to put explicit on this. Yeah. Attitude follows action. That's right. <laughs> so if you start, uh, then you'll feel like doing it. No, so, I'm, I'm the same, Bright. I mean, well, you know I am because we talk about it all the time. It's like I can sit down and start off a hundred projects, but just getting the time to see one through, which is why, like you say, Blake, it's kind of like once you let that genie out of the bottle, I will record, you know, 130 takes of me playing the same song till I find the right version because I'm a perfectionist and it will just eat up so much time. But you're right, sometimes you just got to slap it down. And, and actually what I quite like, you slap stuff down and then you just move on and then you go back to it and listen to it six months later. You're like, oh man, I was onto something there. You know, oh, yeah. and, and that can really inspire you again. And then you plug it into Iris too and you play it on your MIDI controller and turn it into something else, which is so much exactly. fun. That's what I've been doing lately. That is a lot of, that's a lot of fun that's as well. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but having a lot of stuff though, it can be handy with the collaboration stuff. That's what I found lately. There's a bunch of ideas that I'm like, ah, eh, I'll flush that out later. And then I had a few people reach out and want to do some something. I'm like, see what you can do with this. Here, here's mm-hmm. this idea that I, I got. 75% of the way there. See what see what you can add to it and see what you would change. And mm-hmm. just having them on the hard drive, just like it's 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 just good. I think when you are feeling it, you should always just run with it as far as you can and 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 save it. Save everything. Mm-hmm. A lot of people delete everything. Don't don't delete mm, stuff. Don't delete. No. Don't delete. So, it. Something that you uh you may not know, Blake, but actually I would th- I would think those that follow you do know, but Dovidas can deadlift a shit ton of weight. Oh, I know. Oh, like, I know. Insane. We all know I, this. Man. I look at that and I'm like, how in God's name? How? Wh- what? <laughs> yeah, that's that's quite the gun show we've just been given, listeners. Uh, but no, I, saw, I think I saw you, uh, was it 300, uh, was it 300 kilos I saw you bench press the other day or 300 pounds? I'm pretty pounds. sure it was... Yeah, that's okay. A, I was going to say kilos. That's 600 that's, and what pounds? That's quite a lot, yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, wow. But yeah. even 300 pounds is ridiculous uh, for uh, any human being who isn't. You know, I think it's 140 kilos. It's around 140 yeah. kilos. Which is about twice brag, what I bench. I, press, I got 185 so. the other day, so that's you know, not to brag. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, and I'm right down there, Brian. I'm at like 134 pounds, so I'm there not... You go. Uh, I am not... I'm not in the same league, but that's some serious weightlifting. Um, how long have you been doing that? Since, I, since I've been playing guitar pretty much because my dad was into that weightlifting and the type of gym we went to in Lithuania had like, uh, well, historically it has been used by Soviet Olympic athletes. So it had like this like, sort of like old school like equipment, you know, that... Everything made out of splintery wood and leather, basically. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, like... Ivan still like that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, you know... Richard, learned, that's like, not a gym this... you're talking about. That's something else. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, as a, as a, you know, 13, 14-year-old kid, you know, like, you want to you wanna play blues and play guitar and you want to grow out long hair, it's like... You're gonna get bullied, and you better have the capacity to defend yourself, you know, from your peers, because everyone's like, you know, uh, sort of like a lower middle class, 
shaven heads and their fathers are alcoholics and their mothers work three jobs and the grandma takes care of them and, you know, they're extremely violent, not well, not well socialized. There's this poverty, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so, hey, I'm going to play guitar and I'm going to be on stage, well, you know? Like, okay, and then, you know, we'll beat you up after school, you know? So I, I had to like, you know, <laughs> so, it, you know, slowly became part of, you know, who I am. It's like a lifestyle. It's like brushing teeth, you know? It's like, I'm like in this place, it's like, okay, it's like one mile from the gym. It's a 24-hour gym, you know? So I literally have to do it, you know, every day. Yeah. Yeah, I I get it because like I, the the first stage of lockdown was the first time I couldn't go to the gym. And I, it was, it was terrible. Like I, I didn't know what to do mentally. I mean, I of course did what lots of people did and ended up buying a bunch of equipment and sticking it on my back porch. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, me too. (laughs) uh, So because it's like once you get into that, like you said, it's kind of a a mindset and a lifestyle of doing that stuff. You feel so, you just feel so crazy not doing it. Not even just physically, but mentally. You start feeling crazy not having that outlet. At least I do. I have to, I have to go, my wife's like, closes the curtains, like, let him go do his, his noisy <laughs> thing that he does out there. Cause it's, and I'm sure the whole neighborhood is, is going like, what is that guy doing back there? Like, is he murdering someone? I don't know what, what he's doing, <laughs> but uh, it is, it becomes a lifestyle after at a certain point. And it's not even, it's the physical part and, almost and is secondary, at least for me. As I said before, like, you know, when I, I I I did it for a while, got quite fit, and then got an injury, and then just got older and went eh. And then when I got back into it, the depression from having to drop so much weight to start again at really small weights really was a struggle to get started. And luckily, I finally kind of found a way past that. But that's mm-hmm. part of the issue. If you ever stop and starting again is three times as hard. It's just you've got the mental struggle, but you've also got the you ain't going to be lifting those weights again and you're going to hate yourself for that. So uh, now I'm into it, I'm not going back again because it's, mm-hmm. like you say, Blake, it's it's a lifestyle choice. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. having five guys is also a lifestyle choice that happens every <laughs> now and then. So I'll probably never reach the lean uh, goal of uh, Mr. Dovey Das over there. But uh, <laughs> um, also, I probably don't need to. I'm a little older and I don't have long hair and I don't play guitar in front of people who might beat me up. Although Floridians, <laughs> the worst that you're going to get from a Floridian is they're going to run you over in a mobility scooter and drown you in a big gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got that right. I've been to Florida. I'm joking. That's I have funny. been, but yes, of course. Florida's a lovely place full of lovely people. Um, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. That's, that was reassuring. <laughs> okay, so a little bit of a gear question. With what you do, I hesitate to ask this, but I'm going to ask it anyways. With what you do, what would be the perfect piece of gear that hasn't been invented yet? That, <laughs> that we can trademark. That we can make. <laughs> and also, no. can you give us a name for it too, so that we and, don't have to think of a and, name? And also, what paint color would you pick? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, ser- like, because, I mean, I come from this, you know, like a very traditional, you know, classic rock mm-hmm. type type thing, right? So when I watch you, it's I'm in awe. And I don't use I don't use pedals the same way you would at all. Right. Uh, and that's not a slam. It's just, you know, um yeah. old old dude with no hair. So um <laughs> that's unfair. I mean most of it's Come retreating on. from your head to your arms, admittedly. That's true. Right. You've, yeah, true. You've got true. plenty. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's true. I, I've got hair. It's just, just not graft it. Just not above just, my just eyebrows. Just one of those grafts that makes all your hair look a bit weird and transparent. I've thought about it. If Elon can pull it off. I can pull it off. Call right? Bosley. They'll, they'll fix you up. Yeah. I think they're based in Florida, actually. <laughs> So effects, anything okay. that you could, anything that, given the style of stuff that you do and the type of gigs you do, is there something that someone isn't making? So I'll give you a list of different pieces of equipment that I've been looking for uh, that that I haven't really um, seen. And some of them will be like, you know, in the realm of 
guitar pedals and some of them will not be. So I'm looking for a multi-camera system, let's say like three cameras that are synced to one box because what I'm noticing, uh, you know, I'm filming with three cameras my shows and then I have to like synchronize them manually later in the uh, Adobe Premiere. So mm -hmm. what if all of them were like already you click record and they all three start at the same time? So I'm like researching that and hopefully I'll, there is a company that makes something like that. Then I've been uh, uh, searching for for like a like a small keyboard that also has you know synthesizer sounds and drum sounds that I could load in my own samples of sounds you know because right now I'm using a drum pad and a keyboard as two separate pieces of equipment but if I want to travel light so so I've been looking for something like that and the closest I found I think is like MPK Mini Mark II but Play which has built-in sounds but I haven't really really like tested it out and I don't know if I can mm -hmm. replace the samples on board. Are the, the built-in sounds important to you, or, or could you just do it with like a laptop and uh, a DAW and a MIDI controller? No laptops, because okay. uh, because uh, it's People you never know. Them. I've seen too many times it crash. It even crashes when I just edit. Okay, so it's like I can't rely on the laptop at a show. Okay, and Commodore sixty-four that can still do some. <laughs> <things. laughs> and then Brian's you know, like on the street. And there's like a laptop, you know, so it's best if people don't see a laptop on the street. Yeah. No, it's strictly that, musical that equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they, they don't even know for how much they can resell it. You know, they look at Boss RC 505 mm -hmm. and they don't even know what it is, you know. So they're not going to like grab it. But a laptop, everyone knows what a laptop is and what they yeah, want for, you know. Yeah, well, I'm um, suitably so chastised. <laughs> <laughs> and then for pedals, uh, so here's what does not exist. Uh, stereophasure with uh, left, right in, left, right out with independent uh, speed for left and right. The closest mm. one I could find was phase 99, but it only has mono in. Uh, so that's the closest I could find. Uh, then uh, oh, go slower. Oh, Hold oh, on, Brian. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to say anything at this point. Just let, let the man talk. I'm just. I'm just going to beep <laughs> the whole thing out so no one else can yeah, hear it. But, that's... but definitely talk to talk to me after the show. W. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because no one to makes it. God, I like kept searching for it. I can't think of. Um, I I can think of one, but it doesn't have independent speed controls. That's the that's the one throwing me for a loop. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, trust me, I tried everyone that's uh, a stereo in, stereo out, and doesn't have independent. It's like no, that's not what I'm looking for. It's I'm like staying really I literally tight lip fry. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, then uh, okay. So the cabinet simulator. So the, uh, again, because you see, like most people, God, it's like. Dude, technology allows to have a, a, a cab sim in the size of the pedal. And why does everyone put it at the end of their pedal board chain? Dude, you put it after all the drives, but before the modulation. And you have all those higher frequencies not affected by the fancy EQ. It's like, so he's, so I put mine in the middle. And mine is, you know, stereo and stereo out. I've been using the Walrus ACS. But uh, I feel like I could be wrong. Maybe it's my settings. Their uh, IR uh, files are shorter than the Iridium. So there's mm. this, it sounds, I wish it, Iridium Lower was stereo and stereo. Yeah, okay. I feel like it is. Yeah, it's just, it's like lacking, you know? So if I had like a, like a, like a high quality IR that are, you know, because essentially IRs are, you know, like a EQ over time, mm -hmm. depending on how you use it, right? And and the cheap ones have short IR files, and the the, the Iridium has like I think the longest ones. It's like wave something something, you know. And then like I think they're like two three seconds long, based on my research, you know. So something like that I've been looking for, you know. Uh, and uh, and uh, I guess I'm, another piece of gear. I have a Sustainiac. It's an active pickup in you know most of my guitars that I play. And when I use wireless, it's a uh, you know TRS stereo, and it's. It, it squeals, you know. So I'm like, how do I cut that? Cut that out? How do I like? So I've been using this like adapter, you know, uh, qu quarter inch to quarter inch, but uh, from stereo to mono, and then, but then, then the wireless falls out. You know, it's like, God, how do I, you know? So those are just you know, been some of my adventures. <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, we're at 54 minutes ish or so. I, I, there's one question I wanted to make sure I get on this main podcast. Or else mm -hmm. I just wait until we get on Patreon. But uh, and for those who aren't on Patreon, you're going to want to be on Patreon this week. So that's right. If you're not a if you're not a member, now is the time, right now, and lots. It's like double the episodes, literally. Join anyways, now. 
Join now for the low, low the price. The Church of Brian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so serious, 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 serious last question. <clears throat> what advice would you give to the 18 to 25-year-old, let's say, who is trying to figure out what the hell they want to do with their life? They're like, I love music. I love playing music. The day of touring and making records is gone. It's never going to happen. How do I even, what do I even do here? How do I make a living playing music? So they follow your path? Music does not exist in the vacuum. You know, so I'm sure you've seen that meme, you know, like it's Jimi Hendrix in the 60s and in the studio. Hey, give me like the most newest cutting edge recording technology. And that's 2022. Hey, give me a 60s vintage tube and then this and that. So the same thing with the industry. Uh, just just really paying attention. Paying attention is a huge skill. And the ability to, to, to look at what's going on and, and where people live virtually and how they consume art and how they consume music. So so definitely YouTube is the new television and TikTok is like a shorter format. So so pick one. Okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go full Gary V here. So what you do is <laughs> <laughs> NFTs. 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 <laughs> Literally pick pick one social media platform on which you can produce the highest amount of consistent content. Uh, of of exactly what you're looking to do, scale up the following in I don't know six to twelve months, and then transition into to another uh, social media platform that you can monetize on, and then do brand deals. Um, <laughs> it's kind of dry, very business way of you know saying that, mm-hmm. but but I would probably depending on what they do, if they're doing like short riffs, short loops. Short TikTok, IG Reels, perfect. If they're doing long format jams, if it's like, uh, you know, 10-minute solos, put it on YouTube and then, you know, do it on YouTube. But it's like consistent production of content. And it's like, don't even bother that no one, don't be bothered that no one's even looking for the first, like, a year. Just, you literally, the success ratio of every, like, social media page, it seems to be like a, like a hundred, hundred videos before, like, anything happens, you know? So, because a lot of people, what they do, they do like three, then they take a four-month break, then they do one more, and then, you know, half a year later, ah, uh, you know, and it's like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, so yeah, just extreme consistency and just, uh, it's hard I guess work. another thing. Just, yeah, it's, it's a lot of hard mm-hmm. work. You got you to gotta put the yeah. hours in. It's some people's sure. full-time jobs. It's like, that's, <laughs> I literally had Losers. somebody ask me, uh, like, about, it was a brand. And this was this was about a year and a half, two years ago. They were like, "What kind of strategy would you use?" And it was very similar to what you just outlined, like consistent content all the yeah. time, pick a platform, etc. I gave them the whole formula, and their response was, "Well, oh, man, that sounds like a lot of work." Like, huh? <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, what's the shortcut? <laughs> you internet guys, you know the shortcut. That's what I always get. Like, <laughs> Richard, can't you just can't you just make it so that we appear at the top of Google always? I'm like. Well, oh yes, I can, God. but it's not going to happen overnight and it's going to cost you a lot of money. So, mm-hmm. uh, But the other thing I get from you, Davidas, is, is definitely the change. Like, be ready to change, be a chameleon and adapt to whatever environment you're in, whether that be physically or, you know, different art mediums. So TikTok, yeah. you have to adapt your style for TikTok, which is, is something that I know you've been really interested in, Bri. Uh, mm-hmm. and a-, a lot of... A lot of guitarists, and I think it's the fault of guitar industry marketing. It's a lot of uh, nostalgia-based, and uh, people who re- resonate with sort of nostalgia have a harder time accepting new pieces of technology. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll, I'll do a. So, my my project, what I'm doing, is essentially my songs is a, you know a guitar, trap drums, and vocals with auto tune, mm-hmm. and then. This generation that has witnessed the 70s and the 80s of guitar, they come for the guitar, and then some of them will like, I hate auto-tune. Brian a, loves auto-tune. It's his best friend. It <laughs> literally like is the only way I can make music. Auto-tune I... breaks if I try and do it with me. It just goes, <laughs> nope, nope, not even I can deal with that, and just walks off. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, I just do the opposite. Instead of like trying to tune it, 
I'll run it through a distortion and make it worse. And then yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, mean, I meant to do that. That's what I meant to that's do. That's still art. That's yeah. cool. That's art. Yeah, that's you're just exaggerating your imperfections. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a different effect. It's like a Yoko Ono album. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it, but, but worse, now we're you know? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm totally with you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, 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 again, I'm totally with you though, David. I always like I started off uh, with a kind of keep it together, Blake. Come on, uh, with, with an EDM. That got me good. That got me good. I didn't I, anticipate that. I He's can't. Gone red. Well, I, it's because I was. It's because I was watching that. I was. We're finishing up. Uh, get back and I, yeah, me too. And <laughs> yesterday, yes. You I'm saw what last night. <laughs> Yoko came on, and I said. I told my, because my wife's always like, oh, people are so mean to Yoko. And I was like, that's why. That's why people are mean to Yoko. <laughs> yeah, but right. have you watched it all yet? Have you gone all the way through it yet? I got an hour left. Okay. Well, then mm-hmm. you should have also concluded, actually, Yoko wasn't the reason the Beatles split up. She may I, be I, a horrific singer, but she was definitely not the reason the Beatles. And that's why a lot of people, especially in this country, hate on her. Because I think she split the Beatles up. She didn't. They split mm-hmm. themselves up. Yeah, and, yeah. I agree. And Brian Epstein yeah, yeah. dying. But, uh Saying my serious point, you know, I, what I, I, I'm slightly the other way around, Davy Das, which is coming from a sort of EDM and, and, and loops background and also mm-hmm. playing the guitar, I've always wanted to integrate the two. I've always wanted nice. to see, you know, drum and bass with really screaming electric guitars, and I've never quite got it right, but I know that that formula's out there. We're seeing it a lot more, you know, again, we talked about uh, Polyphia the other other week, month, year, in fact. Um, but th- there are bands doing that a lot more nice. now. Uh, and and I l- I'm there for that because for our instrument to survive, because we all love the guitar, let's face it, but for it to survive, it's yeah, yeah. also got to adapt. The music's got to adapt. And yeah, um, I'm I'm for sure. I'm waiting for Blake to be at the forefront of that adaption. I think he is. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I did release a pretty weird one on New Year's oh, Day. Oh, you surprised but... me. <laughs> the sound of a guitar in a blender, something <laughs> being run over by a car while you're on the top of a cliff. Yeah, oh, nice. With, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hold on, which sort of 808? A drum machine or an 808 tube screamer? <laughs> Good. Yeah, that, that is an important distinction. It is, is a drum machine. That's Okay, so that's what I thought you meant, which is better because 808 sound awesome. <laughs> All right. Any uh, closing thoughts uh, before we go, WDOS? Please don't scream again. <laughs> no, do okay, it. I won't. Do it. I won't, I won't do it. Do it. Do it. You ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to. This is Star Wars reference. Yes. <laughs> I've done like a full like performance. It was a performance song. Somebody requested Star Wars. I did like a whole quote. It's like in the middle of the beat, you know? And uh, and then the breakdown, you know, I do like, and then you know the Palpatine screams unlimited power. I I literally do that scream like and on the street, and people were like looking what's going on, you know. <laughs> and it was like borderline Yoko Ono, but Star Wars reference, you know. So I love I'm it. So there for that. Amazing. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm just gonna, you know, uh, closing statements. Just if anyone listening, just learn everything that you can learn every day. Uh, try to better yourselves and. Uh, you know, and, and bringing light to the world, uh, uh, you know, through your, through, I'm assuming is mostly musicians listening, you know, because uh, you you arrive at this world empty-handed and you leave this world empty-handed and all, all you have is, is uh, this pieces of, of light in your uh, central nervous system because your neurons literally light up, you know. So, so just try to collect as many uh, pieces of light and try to share as many pieces of light with everyone else, you know, and, and try to make a eternally dark universe brighter, you know? There you go. That's Look at perfect. that. That was Profound. nice. Profound. Mm-hmm. You definitely should have had the reverb on for that part, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was sitting here thinking exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. We'll do it in the post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brian will add a reflection. Thank you for listening to the Chasing Tone podcast. As always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email podcast at wamplerpedals.com, and I'll personally get your email. Email Blake. That would be info at tonemob.com, and Richard can be reached at richard at wamplerpedals.com. If you'd like to show your support for the show, the simplest and free way to do that is to share this podcast with a friend or anyone else. Leave a review and a rating wherever you normally get your podcasts, and also check out Blake's 
podcast called The Tone Mob. And uh, maybe even wamplerpedals.com for blogs, videos, and of course, guitar gadgets. If you'd like to hear the post-podcast conversations and to get even more content, like I said, make sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash chasing tone podcast, all one word. A very special thanks to Dovi Das for joining us today. Uh, Dovi Das, where would you tell people to find you at? Website links, Instagrams, YouTube channels, etc. Just Google D-O-V-Y, Dovi Das, just Google Dovi Das and... And then uh, the uh, corporate lizard overlords will do the rest. <laughs> so gulag.com. I mean, Google.com. Gulag. Gulag.com. <laughs> Join your camp experience today. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.